The blast from our past network. Today on Talking Back. Pay very close attention. We've left an Easter egg of our own. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me again this week is Dean. Dean! Yes, Tim. How's it going? I guess I said. No, 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 you always yeah. cut off the songs before I do. Oh, I'm sorry. always ready to keep going. Like, let's take it all the way. Yeah, you get excited for them and then I just end it. Stop it. I'm a one verse guy. I just go with the one. I feel like maybe you're setting me up to just like keep going and be embarrassed. Be the idiot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I shall not, sir. Fair. Um, Dean, I've got a question for you. Okay. I hopefully have an answer. Are you going to search for all the Easter eggs? Definitely. Definitely, right? Yeah, I'm definitely going to search for all the Easter eggs. Because it's it's Easter, right? Yeah, I'm going to search yeah. for the Easter eggs. Me too. Well, happy Easter, Dean. Same to you, Tim. Okay. Um, we love holidays. I love holidays. We love holidays. Personally, you, Dean, and I, Tim, love holidays. But at Talking Back, I, f- I feel like Talking Back might love holidays more than you and I even do. It's like it's you, true. you and I bringing our love of holidays together and exploding them out of out of this Talking Back volcano. Yeah, that's true. And and I think Brian's love of holidays is what really um, like gives it that, that extra push. Oh, man. Do you remember when Brian <laughs> sang a Christmas carol with us? I do, because he loves holidays. That was the best. Is the uh, best. I miss Brian. He just he's he hasn't wanted to be around for a while. I don't know why. No, you you asked him to chime in on something a while ago, and he said he was doing your laundry, yeah, and mad. that was kind of that was the da- the the downswing of Brian. Yeah, he was mad at he, me. He was very mad at that moment. That's right. Yeah, but also don't talk to the boss that way, right? Oh, very true. Um, very but true. he's still he's still uh, doing our like segment, uh, our intro, and our what if, and our. I don't know, the odd other thing here and there. But um, I don't know how we got onto Brian, because this is not about Brian. But listen, this is about Easter and holidays. You and I had talked, Dean. What should we do for this Easter? Yes. This holiday celebration. And you came up with the idea of talking about um, <laughs> the Ten Commandments. What I a great like idea. This, you get this smirk on your face right now. I love it for some reason. But listen, you you actually, we should start this off with, you have no idea what we're talking about this week. No. Um, you are completely looked, in the dark. When we looked at the runtime of the Ten Commandments, we decided that was not what we were going to do. Exactly. And I was so on... then you, you said you'd come up with something and uh, you'd keep me in the dark. So I am completely in the dark. I have no idea what we're doing this evening. When you brought up Ten Commandments, I thought that's a great idea. I'm on board with that. Let's talk about the Ten Commandments. Like you and I both were kind of like brought up on that as an Easter movie. Totally. We, we've we've seen that who knows how many times. Like I've probably seen that movie 10 times. 
Uh, I have some really great memories of that movie. I remember some really cool things happening. It's a very interesting story. And then getting closer to the fact, I looked it up and that movie is four hours long. Yeah. And I messaged you that information and we were kind of, I think we both kind of just backed away from the cell phone and we were like, uh, that maybe is not the best idea. I don't. Yeah, maybe not, not. I don't. It's not that we don't want to talk about it. It's that we don't want to watch it. We don't have four hours to watch that. Totally. Movie. <laughs> I had you're forgotten. Like, you're like, Dean, on second thought, how about you do nothing instead of watching yeah, yeah. our movie? And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm in with that. That's right. I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but, like thinking back on it, I do now remember that when that movie was on, it was a two night event. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it always was. So, uh, we're not doing it this year, maybe another year. So I came up with the idea to do something we've done before. Oh, interesting. I like that. For a holiday episode. Okay. Do you think we're going to talk about the Star Wars holiday special? Again? I think maybe. I think we're talking about Star Wars, it's maybe. It's possible. It's hey? possible. Well, listen. We haven't done that many holiday specials. There's only a couple to choose from. They're all excellent. There's only a certain amount of holiday specials where I have to do no prep at all. <laughs> and I the, I mean, the Star Wars holiday special is one that I would have to do no prep at all. It is one of them. But we're not doing that. Listen, Dean. The fans loved one of our holiday specials more than any of the others which one and we had a lot of fun doing one of the holiday specials more than any of the others okay and it was our recent saint patrick's day battle royal you're fist pumping yes you're fist yes pumping. tim yes <laughs> i'm so excited right now i've been so nervous all day coming into this podcast not knowing what i'm getting into battle royale let's do it i'm so in <laughs> I don't even care. The rest, whatever you have to say, uh, let's get right to it. Just popped out of my my headphones. Just popped off my head. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. I lost connection. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm back. Um, I I was also fist pumping and ripped my headphones off my head. I'm so in, Tim. Let's do okay. this thing. Listen, did you have any idea what might be coming tonight, or any expectations? Uh, I had one idea. You texted me earlier in the day, and you said pick a number between <laughs> one and thirty-eight. Yeah. That's the only clue I had tonight of what was going on. What did that mean to you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So that did happen. That's going to come into play in a little bit. Okay. Uh, you picked a really good number. You picked 12. Yeah, I it, did. It was a good choice. I'll let you know. Okay. It, good. It's going to come into play later. But listen, Dean, this is what we're going to do. Yes. Okay. We are going to do a battle royale to see who is the greatest character that we talking back have talked about perfect here's how it's going to go down we have 24 characters each one was subject matter on an episode of talking back these characters are going to go head to head to determine who is the greatest talking back character of all the loser will be cast to the other world that's the irish hell it is (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) dean we have two hats One is full of characters, which will do battle. The other is full of scenarios in which they will be battling. I will pull two characters and a scenario. Winners of the scenario will move on to the next round, while losers will be cast to the other world. 
we will continue until there is only one left. That one will claim the title as best character of Talking Back, and you will get that character tattooed on your body. Oh, fair. I will do it. I'm doing that. (laughs) Yeah? Okay. Yes, definitely. Okay. Are you serious? Are you going to do that? I'm serious. I'm serious. I have one question. Yes. It might be spoilers, but it also will get me either excited or I can just put it out of my mind. I'm super excited that you might go through with this. Is Qui-Gon Jinn in the hat? No. Okay. I just wanted to know. I wanted to know if he could repeat or not. No, because we didn't actually talk about Qui-Gon on Talking Back. Other than that, like, I guess, yeah, okay. We talked about him on that St. Patrick's Day episode, but he was- That's what I was wondering. Sure. He was involved in that episode because it was an episode about the Irish- Now, fair question, because there might be some people in this list who were not directly subject matter for an episode. Okay. Um, And it's just like you to spoil something right off the bat. So I did it. You did it. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome, (laughs) listeners. You're welcome, Tim. In an episode where you knew nothing about what was going on or what to expect, you spoiled it at 10 minutes. I love it. You're you're great at your job. That's my my skill, Tim. That's my craft. Excellent co-host. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. I'm going to read you the names of the characters involved. Okay. That's the first step. Right, right. The first step is read all the characters. And I get even more excited as you read the characters. We have a lot of characters to choose from. Okay. I think this is going to be really interesting. Oh, I'm so excited. Right off the bat, we have Frank Castle, the Space Punisher. Jack Burton. From Big Trouble in Little China. Lieutenant Ellen Ripley from Alien. The scariest thing from Jaws. Mrs. Kintner. (laughs) (laughs) That lady can slap. She can slap. From Jaws 3. Coked up Dennis Quaid. The Sentry from Dark Avengers. Creature. (laughs) Creature. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Also known as Mr. Gilman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mr. Gilman. Mr. Gilman. Agent Smith from The Matrix. Crypto, the super dog from All-Star Superman. Peter Parker from Spider-Man number 50. Spider-Man no more. Mala, Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) (laughs) Logan from Wolverine Max. Douglas Quaid. Total Recall, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Star Wars Visionaries, Dodge, Lock and Key, Uncle Jesse from Full House. Nice. Now this is where we get into the, this wasn't a direct thing we talked about, but Uncle Jesse from our Valentine's Day crush episode, this is your male crush from the 90s. So he's in. What a guy. Nice. From the Valentine's Day episode as well. My female crush from the 90s, the Spice Girls. We like philosophers. The philosopher René Descartes. We talked about him in The Matrix. Captain Jean-Luc Picard from one of our Star Trek episodes, Star Trek Cause and Effect. The Phantom Stranger, my hero from Swamp Thing Annual 2. You love that guy. The Predator from Predator. Specifically placed for you, sir, Joe March. Perfect. Going all the way. She was a very interesting character from our St. Patrick's Day Battle Royale. I think she got robbed. 
She absolutely did not. She did not know how to ride a dinosaur. Well, I feel like she got robbed in the first category that was she, pulled. She did not. You'll have to listen. You'll have to listen to that episode. Yeah. Go back, people. Now, because he was my favorite from the St. Patrick's Day episode, Bullseye has been brought back from the Dark Avengers, except he's, Haw- he's Hawkeye here. Because in the right. comic, Bullseye is Hawkeye. So it's Hawkeye, but it's Bullseye. And finally, Riddick from the Chronicles of Riddick universe. Excellent choice. So, Dean, I have the characters in one hat. I have the scenarios in another hat. And if there's a tie, I have a few additional scenarios from which we will pull from as a tiebreaker. Good thinking, Tim. We've learned. We have. Now, I want to try something a little bit new as well. I want us to say who we think is the favorite, who's our heart pick, and who do we want to win. Okay. I like this. This is better than just picking one. We get to separate it. We get to separate out our heart. And we get to separate out our mind. I guess it's, yeah, I guess it's our mind, our heart, and our gut. Right. Okay. Do you want me to go first while you think about it? Um, yeah, you go first. Okay. My gut is going to be the sentry from Dark Avengers. Mm. That, that guy is, there is no one more powerful than him in this lineup. So the sentry is my gut. The sentry, I'm going to write that down. Sentry, Tim's gut. My heart is always with Star Wars, and that will be with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hmm. And my head is going with Bullseye. Because wow, he's okay. been he's been in this three times already now, and he's <laughs> he's seems so he's adept. Due. He seems so adept for a competition like this. I Tim, think he's, he's due. due. He's due. He's due. He's due. Okay, so I got to go mind, heart, and gut. Okay, now you have the benefit of having all these names you just read in front of you. I can help you out if you need help. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Okay, my gut is saying Phantom Stranger. Okay. That guy is such a mystery that I feel like he's going to be able to kind of sneak his way past any sort of scenario that can pop up. That's my gut. My heart is Joe March. I just I, I just want Joe March to win. I want her to have everything she wants in life. My mind... This is tough. Okay. I want to I want to pull something from my mind. Honestly, my mind is like thinking out of the ones you've already picked. Because I think my mind is going with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think that guy can just do it. Well, that's fine. You can... He can just get it done. Yeah. Totally. Nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah, so those are my picks. Perfect. So we've got those locked in. And I think we're ready to go. Okay, let's do it. I am so excited. I was so nervous all day. <laughs> and now I am just pumped and excited. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're about to have some fun. 
Yeah. Let's go. Scenario first. You want scenario first? Yeah, we started to do that at the end of the St. Patrick's Day episode, and I think it was more fun. Okay, then we'll do that. Our scenario. Who gets farther on American Idol? Okay. I have watched many, many seasons of American Idol, so I know what it takes to win this. Okay, I've not watched many. We are starting off with Riddick from the Chronicles of Riddick. Okay, nice bass. Like, that guy has a very nice voice. So, Riddick. Stronger, more agile, has greater endurance than a normal human being. He's a highly skilled fighter and can see in the dark due to genetic surgery on his eyes. Great voice, bad attitude. Cool. Versus, Great voice. Versus, yeah, you're going to say? You're going to say bad attitude, right? No, great voice. Oh, just great. You ended it at that? Yeah, attitude doesn't matter. Versus Mr. Jean-Luc Picard, captain of the USS Enterprise. One of, if not the most beloved starship captains ever. Hmm. He has a deep desire to explore the universe and a very strong sense of duty. He always wanted to have a normal life with a family. He's been a Borg and he makes a mean cup of Earl Grey tea. Cool. Cool. Okay, Tim, I have a question for you leading this thing off because I'm leaning very strong one way. Um, I need to know from you, as the Star Trek uh, connoisseur on this on this episode, does Captain Jean-Luc Picard sing in any episode? <sighs> I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. Like, I... I think I've seen him play a recorder in an episode. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> because here's the it's thing. Po- it's possible. I, I couldn't possibly remember all the episodes. None of that is like a normal thing that he does. Yeah. Um, w- What's the thing? You're going to say, what's the thing? The thing is that. So Riddick played by Vin Diesel. Very low voice. Very nice bass voice. Something that you really don't see a lot of in American Idol. You see a lot of the higher tenor voices. I think a bass sung by Riddick would actually go a long way. I think he could get further in American Idol than Picard just knowing what I know of Picard. Okay, well, I don't think Picard can sing, but I don't think Riddick can sing. So I think that we have to throw those out the window. Neither of them. I think we have to go with something else here. Tim. Vin Diesel has videos on YouTube of himself singing. And are they awful? No, I well, mean, no, no. Hold I on, hold think on, hold they on, are bad. Okay. We're not talking about Vin Diesel here. We're talking about Riddick. Okay. We have to consider. I mean, that is true. We have to that consider. We're not putting Vin Diesel on the stage of American Idol. Riddick is up on the stage of American Idol, as is Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Who's, okay, who's so, going to make it further? I'm thinking maybe Riddick just walks out the door because he doesn't give two fucks about what's even going on there. Tim, or maybe kills some, great... kills some people in the room and gets arrested. That is a great point, Tim. Um, I've gone off the rails a bit here. Um, I have seen no YouTube videos of Riddick singing. I have seen none of those. I feel like Riddick gets on stage. He says, what the fuck is this? And he just leaves. Picard will actually sing a song, I feel. 
But Riddick will be gone. I think here's the thing. Who's going to get farther? I think we're talking about that initial room where there is whatever, three or four people. Riddick is going to go in there and be so offensive to people. And at least Jean-Luc would go in there and be, you know, somewhat diplomatic and potentially make his way with charm. And, you know, maybe he pulls out a little bit of a ditty. Maybe he does have a recorder, like you say. And I just think he's got a better chance of making it out of that room than Riddick does. Okay, so we're going to get real nerdy here. Um, Real, like, it's not really nerdy, but it's real American Idol nerdy. That original judges scene that you see on American Idol, they have already seen someone before that. And they have seen someone before that who is willing to put this person on TV. So we're talking about Riddick showing up and not giving two shits about that initial interview or Jean-Luc Picard pulling out a recorder and playing. So even if he's horrible, that first casting director or whatever might think that he is worthy enough to be seen by the judges just to get on TV. I think because the only episode I have seen of Star Trek where Jean-Luc Picard is on it, he played a recorder. I feel like if he pulls out that recorder in an audition, they're just like, yep, you need to go see the judges. And I think he gets further than Riddick because I think you're right. I think I I misstepped here saying that Vin Diesel sings a lot and he has a nice voice. Riddick does not give a shit about singing on a competition. He would not even sing. He wouldn't sing anything where Picard would actually play into the show. He would actually do it. Picard's through. You got it, buddy. Yeah. He's going. He's going through. Wow, that was that that was tough, hey? That was like I know, like some deliberation. I don't want to like pat us on the back, but like kudos to us to talking that one. I think we got there. I think we made the right choice. I think we got the right choice there. Okay, scenario first. Scenario is better best friend. Oh, what a great one. We have <laughs> the Predator. Oh no! <laughs> not a great best friend. Just going to throw that out there. Not a great start for the Predator. Not a great start. Going up against Mrs. Kintner from Jaws One. <laughs> wow. Okay, so listen, Mrs. Kintner from. <laughs> let's, let's, start with the, let's start with the Predator. <laughs> the Predator. He's a. An extraterrestrial species focused on trophy hunting other species. Highly capable, large, durable species with advanced weaponry. Mrs. Kintner, the scariest creature in Jaws. How dare she slap Martin Brody? This is what do you got? Tough. Better best friend? This is tough. Tim. I don't know if either of them have a friend. I. That's why it's tough. Okay. We need to break this down and we need to be very serious about this and figure out who is the better best friend. I have been listening back to some of our older episodes lately. And I've noticed that I throw the term best friend out more than I say anything else on this podcast. Oh, really? I am best friends with the characters of every movie and okay. every comic we ever do. What about me? Do you ever toss that out about me, your co-host? Oh, for sure. Okay. You good. are actually the true best friend. Oh, appreciated. Yeah. So I have never said this about Predator and I have never said this about Mrs. Kittner, 
So this is a tough one. It could have been easy. It could have been someone that I've already said is my best friend, but it is not easy. <laughs> um, this is tough. This is like probably the worst two that could go up for best friend. Uh, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough category. But now, are we talking about better best friend for you and me or just a better best friend in general? I think I just think generally, just generally a better best friend. I Okay. We can do that. Who, because... ma- who makes a better best friend in general? Who makes the better best friend in general? That might be an, that might be easier to figure out. I think it makes it a lot easier because now we have if your best friend is the predator, that's pretty decent. Like you've got this incredibly adept, like hunting, like alien creature from another planet who probably wants to make you happy. And like if you asked him for a favor. Like, hey, would you mind disintegrating, yeah. you know, this um, dude for me, perhaps? Might do it. I mean, what's Mrs. Yeah. Kintner really going to do for you? She seems... Right. Uh, who would rather be... Who would you rather have as your best friend? Yeah. I don't see what Miss Mrs. Kintner does for you as a best friend. She's very down. I mean... She's down. I, I, get, I, mean, I understand she... why, but... I don't so, know if I want her as my best friend. Actually, no. I think I would. I think it's getting easy for me. I would love to have the predator as my best friend or as a best friend. Yeah, if we go with who is just going to be the better best friend, like if that person was your best friend, who would be the better one? Then it is the predator. You're right because, I mean, Mrs. Kintner just lost her son. That is some down times that you have to deal with every time you get together with her. I mean, sometimes you got to do it as a best friend and we love to do it as a best friend to be there for our friend. But if the predator is your best friend, that guy's having a great day every fucking day until the day he dies. Yeah. And I don't right? mean like th- he's just in a good mood every day. I don't, I don't mean to throw a monkey wrench in it, but what if the predator doesn't have a best friend trophy yet? Oh no. Then maybe it's not so good, right? Maybe, That's true. Maybe your life is in danger. Maybe Mrs. But Kittner like, to go, like but... he might not be someone who wants to collect that, though. Yeah, I, I'm going with Predator. I'm saying Predator. I think it's easily Predator from our little discussion here. Okay. I think it's easily Predator. All right, perfect. Let's move on. Yeah. Next scenario. More likely to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. We have Uncle Jesse from Full House. Okay. I mean, okay. (laughs) Not a great category for my crush. Versus Peter Parker from Spider-Man 50. So this is Peter Parker. This is Peter Parker, yeah. Giving up Spider-Man. Yeah. So Um, hold hold, hold on. We got to share a little bit about everybody here. So Uncle. Sorry, Tim. It's okay. Go ahead. Uncle Jesse. Caring, handsome, talented, plays almost any instrument, rides a motorcycle, gets along with all of the ladies, and is all around cool as fuck. Peter Parker from Spider-Man 50. Peter Parker no longer wants the burden that comes along with being Spider-Man, so he is Spider-Man no more. He's a normal teenager who has time for his friends, and most especially for Gwen Stacy. Tim, I'm so glad you picked Spider-Man from Spider-Man 50. Even just you 
talking about how he wants to be spider-man no more just gave me like goosebumps over here (laughs) i I just i just love that issue so much and it really makes this it really makes this matchup interesting i for me i i think it's easy it's easy for me because what do you got well peter parker has given up his super like being a superhero here he's given up being in that spotlight of wanting to try to achieve like great things i don't see him pursuing trying to get into the guinness book of world records he's he's basically he's he's doesn't want the attention he's denouncing that idea whereas we have uncle jesse who could potentially get into the guinness book of world records for riding a motorcycle and playing a guitar and a harmonica at the same time you're so I'm, I'm going right. I'm going Uncle Jesse all the way here. No, you're completely right. I wanted to give this one its due. I wanted to really talk it out and figure out because Peter Parker still has the abilities of Spider-Man. So he could be in some sort of um, he could be in the Guinness Book of World Record for something to do with photography. But you are 100 percent right when you say that he is giving up Spider-Man. So he doesn't want the spotlight. So why the hell would he ever want to be in the Guinness book? He would not be trying to take like whatever the most pictures of a crime scene that's ever been taken or something. He wouldn't even want to get in there. He would want to stay away from that where Uncle Jesse is all about the fame. He is all about riding his motorcycle on that ledge like he did in season one. You're 100% right. It is Uncle Jesse is going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records before Peter Parker from Spider-Man 50 will be there. 100%. You nailed it. Okay, next up, Better Roommate. And going head-to-head, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. He wins. Yeah, let's just move on. Best Roommate. And in this category, Obi-Wan Kenobi will be beating. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, it's tough. It's tough. Crypto the Super Dog. Oh, my goodness, Tim. Oh, my goodness. Better roommate. Okay. Read us their talents. Let's talk a little bit about our friends here. So we have Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the greatest Jedi Masters of all time, prefers patience and planning, to aggression and violence up against crypto the super dog superman's pet dog possesses similar powers as the man of steel he was sent into space on a test flight from krypton as it was exploding chew through some wires and accidentally got sent all the way to earth i mean like dog is man's best friend and all that stuff but yeah I'm I I'm not wanting, you know, my roommate to be a super dog. Um I feel like he's going to do a lot of damage, potentially possibly poop everywhere. Now he might be too smart for all that, but really, I mean Obi-Wan Kenobi, if you asked me choose someone out of all the things or people in the universe, who would you want to have as your roommate? And he would be probably high on the list. Crypto yeah. Crypto probably wouldn't even make my list because it's like he's not that for we call it he's not foremost in my thoughts. But yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi, he's like he's a he's your bro, he's your dude. Tim, I'm with you one hundred percent on this one. Um what it breaks down to me is I try to think about the most annoying I've been 
to a roommate. So I've had a roommate before in an apartment and the most annoying I have been is when I have to record a podcast and I've been like, hey, dude, can you not talk for two hours while I try to record a podcast in my room? Obi-Wan Kenobi would be like, you know, look inside yourself, just find that strength, find just, you know, the material, don't worry about the podcast, just go in there and be, be you, you can do it. A dog, Crypto, he's gonna be fucking barking and scratching at my door the whole podcast. Like, I am 100% on Obi-Wan Kenobi because that guy has my back no matter what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And you could be like, hey, Obi-Wan, um, you know, I've got this thing tonight. Do you mind just keeping it quiet? And he's like, oh, dude, exactly. I, I'm on Yavin 4. I won't be back for three months. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> exactly. And I am a guy who loves dogs. I love dogs. Dog is man's best friend. I am 100% on board with that. But Obi-Wan Kenobi is my best friend. I want my privacy. He's moving on. He's your mind pick or your head pick. And he's my heart pick. And he's moving on, damn it. Now, better representative to make first contact with aliens. I picture that as just like your generic alien who might, you know, we come in peace. You yeah. Know, like not like a uh some sort of alien assault or anything like that but no yeah more like um um close encounters of the first kind where yeah. it's like we're like we... just here to touch base with you and let you know we're out there and say hello that's right that's right oh wow joe march okay <laughs> joe march she might make okay. it through. she might make it through a round again okay yeah that's a solid pull for you sir it's a solid pull for me. She's charming. <laughs> okay. Up against the space punisher, Frank Castle. <laughs> okay. So... Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Well, settle down. Okay. Joe... <laughs> I have so many thoughts, Tim. I have I, so I, many I'm, thoughts. I'm so sure you do, buddy. But listen, I have to tell the listeners about these people right. if they don't know about them, right? Because right. some of them I don't know about. Joe March being one of them. So I'm going to tell you about her. From what I found on Wikipedia, and then you can expand on that. Okay. Wikipedia says, Joe March is the second oldest of four sisters. Josephine March is the boyish one. Her father has referred to her as son Joe. And her best friend and neighbor, Theodore Laurie Lawrence, sometimes calls her my dear fellow. While she alone calls him Teddy. <laughs> That's what you have on Joe March? Yeah, yeah oh dude. Goodness. That's what Wiki says. <laughs> okay. Now, hold on. I'll give you Frank I'm Castle. I'm upset at Wiki right no, now. I know. It's, I, I only said it because of how ridiculous it was. But you can you can tell us about her. But I'm going to tell you about Frank Castle, the space punisher. This guy is pretty much your classic punisher character. What makes him different, you ask, is his technology. He's got mm. Chip, the robot assistant, and Marie, his AI spaceship. Now, basically, the three of them together are seemingly unstoppable. There was nothing in that run of Space Punisher that could stop them, and they ran up against the most indomitable forces in the universe. For the purpose of this, I'm going to say it's Frank Castle with Chip and Marie. Okay. It's the team. That's fair. It's the Space yeah. Punisher team. Tell us about Joe Marsh. 
Well, Tim, I think before I tell you about Joe March, I think you just need to outline the details of the scenario. Because I think this is very easy if you say that we are trying to make friendly contact with the aliens. I know. And I already said that, right? Like, yeah, I already you said did that. already preface it with we are trying to make friendly contact with aliens. Space fucking Punisher is blasting those guys out of the air as soon as he sees them. Yeah, that was all in the way I said it. If I had said, who's a better representative to stop aliens from coming to Earth? Boom, Space Punisher's got it. But you said be friendly, and that is Joe March. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean she's the friendliest person on the planet, but just who can accept these aliens and just be able to communicate with them on a friendly level, it is definitely not Space Punisher. Dude, I said it. We're good. Okay. Joe March makes it through another first round. She crushes. She crushes. Okay, here we go. A favorite from last time. Better guest on Talking Back. Oh, I love this one. Now we got... uh, We got here. Oh, there's two of them are intertwined. Oh, interesting. They're already fighting. (laughs) Interesting. They've already started the fight in the hat. (laughs) A dominant battle already happening. Wow. Oh, it's Bullseye from the Dark Avengers. Of course it is. Versus the Sentry from the Dark Avengers. Of course it is. Oh my goodness. Better guest on Talking Back? I mean, I, I, I think it's easy for me. Who's easy for you? I it's mean, easy it's for easy, me, but I feel like we're me. on the opposite ends. Well, for me, it's the Sentry. Yeah, for me, it's Bullseye. You don't want to talk to the Sentry? The sentry scares me. Okay, hold on, the hold sentry... on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's back it up here. Okay. Yeah. Bullseye. It's Bullseye pretending to be Hawkeye in this book, but he's a lethal assassin who can kill with almost any object. He once spit a tooth through someone's skull. The sentry, he has the power of one million exploding suns. However, he has a dark side to him called the Void. His powers include superhuman strength, speed, stamina, regenerative healing factor, light manipulation, complete invulnerability, psionic powers, flight, enhanced senses, molecular manipulation, matter manipulation, energy absorption, energy projection, gravity manipulation, immortality, teleportation, telepathy, astral projection, weather manipulation, invisibility, mind thought projection, Time bending, shape shifting, super durability, mind control resistance. Tim. Which one sounds are, more interesting? Those are all great things. But, but you're scared. Talking, you're scared. You're scared. Listen. Is this about listen. fear? This no, is about listen. fear with you. No, we are talking about best guest on talking back. Oh, I see where you're going we've here. Ha- we've had some guests on this show before. And knowing what that guest is going to bring to the show allows us to even book that guest because we know that that's something we like. That's something we want. With the Sentry, we're either getting the Sentry or we're getting the Void. We don't know. We don't know what Bob, what mood Bob's in that day, right? Like we could be getting one thing or we could be getting the other. So we could want to talk to the Sentry about things he's done and we could be getting the Void. And then we're just like, we got to throw the notes out the window because we don't, our questions don't even matter. It's a different person that we're talking to. I think knowing that we have Bullseye and knowing we can talk to him about, hey, what happened when you spit that tooth through that guy's skull? 
we can just focus on points that we want. It won't be off the rails. I think it's bullseye. You know what, Dean? I would have to say I 100% agree with you here. I think what I was feeling was that who would I rather talk to about stuff? It would be the century, but it's going to be bullseye. He's going to be very outgoing. He's going to have beers with us. He's going to shoot the shit. He's going to be a lot of fun. The century could be very, very dull and boring. Um, as interesting as some of the things he might say. Uh, I'm with you, Dean, 100%. And I'm happy that Bullseye makes it through a first round. So Bullseye Yeah, that was going two on. of your picks up against each other. It was, yeah. That was your head and your gut. It was, it was. My head and my gut. Okay, well, I lost, lost someone. Man down, man down. I'm happy Bullseye makes it through, though, because... He had two chances in our St. Patrick's Day episode, and he didn't quite do what we thought he could do. That's right. And he's my head. He's the one I think might go. He's very versatile. I think he's going to make he's going to make some waves in this competition. I think that's a good pick, Tim. Okay. Uh, thank goodness this didn't come up for the last round. But who would be a more loving mother? Nice. And we've got. Coked up Dennis Quaid from Jaws 3. <laughs> I was really pulling for him, but... Oh, and the Spice Girls. Okay. Um... I mean, this isn't as easy as you think it is. <laughs> uh, this is actually pretty tough. Okay, I think it is Dennis pretty Quaid. tough. I don't think you want either of those as your mother. No, because the Spice Girls, I mean, they're like pop icons that are touring all the time. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. He's never, he's a man. never home. He's a man. <laughs> on right, co- but I think we're going coke. with like, I think we're going with like mothering, right? Like, yes, I feel like he could be the parent that is the mothering parent. Uh, dude, do you get a do you get a vibe that Dennis Quaid would like mother the shit out of a kid? Like, just would just I know. would just give that kid motherly love and I know. support. Like, I, like I, compared compared, compared to, the to the Spice, Spice Girls? Girls who aren't even there because they're on tour. I mean, I feel like if the Spice Girls are going to be mothers, they probably have nannies and stuff like that, right? Because they're just, they're gone touring. I think the key is that the Spice Girls came from your Valentine's Day episode crush, which was your 90s crush. And the 90s Spice Girls are making music, are touring, are making movies. I'm not saying that if you are making movies, you are a bad mother. But these, this group of girls are always going to be sort of getting that next gig and out there and touring the world. Yeah, but okay, so I'm with you on that, but now I'm struggling. But, I'm struggling with coked up Dennis Quaid giving two I shits know. about a kid. Like he I doesn't so, care. He's got this shark that he's worried about. He's like trying, oh, okay, well, you know, I forgot to read our, our synopsis of the characters. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, back, I'm just getting right into beep, it as soon as you read beep, those names. Beep, I got to let you go. Beep, beep. That's uh, this truck backing up. Coked up Dennis Quaid, one of the best characters of any movie I've seen. He's yeah, high on, history. He's high on coke the whole time, and he said so. He said he's high on coke in every scene. He struggles to drive land vehicles. He struggles to drive water vehicles, but he himself can move extremely quickly. The Spice Girls, scary, sporty, baby, ginger, and posh, mega group from the nineties. Best-selling girl group of all time. 
They put girl power on the map. Dude, okay. I I I think we need to do a repoll here cuz neither of these two there there's no argument where either one of these two becomes a better mother. Like one of them is a coked up man like trying to save a water park from a shark. The other one is a, a group of five uh super pop artists who are traveling yeah. the globe. Like this I think we need to we have the reserve for a reason. I think we need to yeah. pull one. We're doing it, Dean. We're doing it. Repull? Re- we're repulling okay. for sure. Okay. I'm out I'm of hats, you. so I'm actually going to have to take the hat off my head to put, I love the, it. put the new ones in. I love it. Okay. Now, with these repulls, we have to go with gut instinct. Okay. okay. There's no discussion. It's just, it's gut. There's who, no discussion. I don't think we discuss. I think it needs okay. to be who, who the first one that comes to mind for you is. We discuss if we're on the opposite ends. Who has a higher cell phone bill? Spice Girls. Um, definitely Spice Girls. I'm going to Spice Girls. Coked up Dennis Quaid is—is is he even making calls? Does he know he has a cell phone? I don't think he even has a cell phone. He's like from in, a from, movie from, that is from, from 80, the eighties. I think he's from eighty-five. I don't think he has a cell yeah. phone. It's the Spice Girls. Okay, hands down, done. Done. That's what those repulls are for. Just to clear Great up, job, to Tim. Clear up any any issues we have. Great job making all these, Tim. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I do it for the listeners. They love they love this stuff. And we have fun doing it. I have a ton of fun doing it. Hey, here's the thing. If you're having yeah. fun listening right now, everybody, leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. That'd be great. That'd be great. That helps us out. Helps people find us. Who's going to live longer? Oh, good one. Lieutenant Ellen Ripley, who's hmm. already dead. <laughs> Is pretty dead? Who's already dead. Well, already dead, yes, but like... Yeah, no, yeah, we could discuss it. We could discuss Strong contender, I strong. think. <laughs> True. Versus Douglas Quaid from Total Recall. Who's going to live longer? Hmm, that's a really... Wow, you what could, a great matchup. You could get really deep and philosophical with this one. Yeah, this is a great pull, Tim. Um, so I see where you're going with Ripley. So in, in Alien 4, her DNA was um, taken and they use it to reproduce copies of Ellen Ripley. So essentially you could say Ellen Ripley could live forever because they could continue to make duplicates of her, right? Or, or grow new sure. bodies. Yeah, before we get into this, you got to read the stats. Oh, I, I messed it up there. Hey, I was so excited yeah, about the scenario. Yeah, I caught you. Thank you, Dean. Lieutenant Ripley. One of the baddest motherfuckers from any horror or action movie ever. Now, here's the thing, though. Okay, now I've got this written down in my notes, Dean. So this is going to be a problem for, for one of your arguments. Is oh, okay. It says right here. We all know where Ellen Ripley goes in this series, but we're talking about Ellen Ripley from the first Alien movie because that's what we reviewed. And in Alien, the movie, she's only just learning her badass mentality. Okay, so so I can only talk about her from Alien. 
which is fine. That's, 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 that is fine. I think it's it's tough to do because you know what comes later, but I think we have to consider just Ellen Ripley from Alien. Consider yeah. what she did in that movie, and will she live longer than what we saw from Douglas Quaid in Total Recall? I still think it's a very interesting conversation. I still think it's great, yeah. Which one of these characters is going to live longer? Yeah, give us Douglas Quaid. Confused construction worker, obsessed with Mars. Can't figure out which side he belongs to. Will kill you violently if he deems necessary. Okay. Uh, My, I don't know. So it's it really it's really easy for me. Um, it's really easily Ripley for me. That is because, I mean... Alien's my favorite movie, so it's going to be hard for me not to go with Ripley, but she is the lone survivor on that spaceship with the most perfect being who is a killing machine trying to kill her. She survives. Whereas my take, this was not the take of you, this was not the take of our guest Alex Rupp on the movie Total Recall, but my take on Total Recall is actually that this is all happening in Douglas Quaid's mind. This is all the Total Recall that he's been given. This is the, whatever the scenario that he bought. So I don't actually think he's a um, secret agent. I think he's just a regular dude who bought everything that we watched in the movie. So for me, it's easily Ripley. Okay. First of all, shout out to Alex Rupp. Fantastic guest on our show. Great dude. Can't wait to have him back again. Second of all, I see where you're going with that argument. And while I don't necessarily know if I agree with it, I have a different outlook, which puts us both in the same spot. Okay. And that is Ellen Ripley can go into cryostasis. And will thus ultimately live longer than Douglas Quaid because she will be in stasis for tens, twenties, thirties, hundreds of years, potentially. So I'm going with Ellen Ripley. You're going with Ellen Ripley. I love it, Tim. I love that I go with my heart on what my takes on the movies are. And you just go with the science. You're just like this. This is the science on both these movies. And I like that we align. Okay. Better bad guy in a B movie. Oh, nice. We got Logan from Wolverine Max. Oh my goodness. That's that's fucking strong. That's like fucking that's strong, like dude. A hundred percent already. Oh no. Versus Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. I was hoping Jack would pop up here. Okay. Um, This is, again, the best matchup we could possibly have here. Um, Dude, it's easy for me. I'm already set. It's easy. I'll let you figure it out, say your thing, but I'm I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to try to get there before you sway me. Um, Best bad guy in a B movie. Okay, you go. Well, it's it's all in the wording. Better bad guy in a B movie. Who's yeah. who's a better bad guy in an A movie? Logan. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's the A material. Who's the better bad guy in a B movie? It's Jack, Jack Burton. Burton. He's the B material. He's That's the sidekick. Well. He's the dirty sidekick. Right. 
Logan's the whole Logan's point not of that great, movie. He's not a great villain in a bad in a bad guy B movie because he's going to lose or he's supposed to lose, right? He's a better bad guy in an A movie. Jack Burton, that's the bad guy in the B movie. Tim, you're 100% right. That's when you read it again, that's where I got to. Um, Jack Burton is the B character in an A movie. Like that's the whole point of that movie is that you've thrown this B character into an A movie who thinks he's a hero. Yes. Um, 100% Jack Burton. Perfect. Okay. Better at being quarantined. We're getting, getting down to the last few of the first round here. Okay, here we go. Interesting thing. Dodge from Lock and Key. Fucking quarantined for a long time, that, that Dodge. <laughs> really up, practiced at it. Up against. <laughs> this motherfucker knows all about quarantine. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Now hold on. Hold on. Time out. Um. If you'll remember, I asked you a question before. Choose a number between 1 and 38. Okay, yeah. Is you, it coming into play? It's coming into play right here. You chose oh 12. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Because Dodge is not that great of a character. I wanted to give Dodge a key. You chose nice. You chose a number out of 38 keys. And nice. Key number 12 was the giant key. Oh, so what we have here is we have Dodge, a demonic being from the other side of the black door, enhanced physical strength, master manipulator and strategist when utilizing the magic keys from Keyhouse, and now has the giant key, a key that increases the user's size to giant proportions. Up against creature also known as mr gilman one of the most terrifying universal monsters a great swimmer hates lights has powerful hands and sharp claws probably just wants to be your friend nice um if i wasn't watching you pull these out of the hat i would think this is set up because these are great matchups um, but another, after like listening to you read all the, all the stats there and even the key that I have randomly selected, um, this is easily Mr. Gilman for me. Um, he is definitely the one who is going to be better at he's hiding in a black lagoon. He's hiding life. He has self quarantined himself for the past like 100 years. He knew about it before it was cool. Um, he was all about. <laughs> He's been doing it for years. Dodge's whole fucking thing is that she wants to get the fuck out of quarantine. She hates being in quarantine and having the giant key. I mean, that ain't really good for quarantine. Uh, dude, um, I, I am 100% on Mr. Gilman going on to the next round. I thought Dodge with the giant key was going to be yeah. a solid contender. Yeah. I thought the creature from the Black Lagoon was going to get washed away, but that was a perfect pull for the creature. That was a perfect pull for creature. And you know what? I am on creature's side right now. I should have went with creature for heart because I love creature. This, AKA Mr. Gilman. Mr. Gilman is moving on.
Okay. It's a personal favorite of mine. Better at controlling their emotions at a funeral. Holy shit, we're getting deep. This ain't Dean Manis that you're pulling this right is, now. This is fun, fun deep though. Fun deep. Yeah, yeah. Mala. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca's. <laughs> I don't know why, but this is making me laugh more than anything on this episode oh so far. Goodness. What a matchup. Mala versus the Phantom Stranger. <laughs> I mean, it's easy. It's hold Phantom on, hold Stranger. On, hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Mala. <laughs> oh. Wife of famous Wookiee Chewbacca. Terrible cook. Very scared for a Wookiee. Overall, pretty useless. <laughs> the Phantom Stranger. DC comic character. Possesses dimensional travel. Spectral sight. He sees spirits and perceives magical events. Can cast illusions. Transmutation, which means he can turn a stick into a snake and back. Possesses reality manipulation. Self-sustenance. He can survive in outer space. Teleportation. But he's limited to non-direct interaction. He must be cryptic, providing clues. This causes him to be very talkative. He has the ability to break the fourth wall and communicate with the reader. Okay, can you just read the scenario one more time? I want to get the, like, uh, language of it specific. Better at controlling their emotions at a funeral. I mean, I think I'm with you. It's the Phantom Stranger. Mala's going to be a wreck. Yeah, it's definitely the Phantom Stranger. You've already mentioned that he can, like, see ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, this is just something he's used to. Yeah, this is, this where is Mala easy. is just going to be a wreck. She couldn't even... She could barely cook that meal. All right, dude. Come on. We all know Mala was going to be a throwaway. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to see a world where Mala gets all the way to the final just because of some random scenarios, but mm. I'm no, cool with no, the Phantom I Stranger. I don't even want... I don't want that. Got two left in round one. Better sports broadcaster, Agent Smith from The Matrix versus Rene Descartes. Also from our Matrix episode. So hold on. Let me get to the breakdowns. Yeah, we're going to need these. We will. This this might this be This is a bit really tough. close. I think this is really close. Yes. Agent Smith. He's an agent of the system. The most powerful program inside the Matrix. He just wants to get out. Versus... Rene Descartes, from the 1600s of France, he coined the term, I think, therefore I am. He studied dualism, which is the connection between the body and the mind and how they interact. He viewed the mind and the body as two different things and argued that the mind could exist without the body, but the body could not exist without the mind. So for me, this comes down to the great conversations you can have with uh, Descartes versus the great voice you get from Agent Smith. Dude, 100%. That's exactly what I was thinking. Right? Yes. Go with that. Go. Go ahead. 
so I'm thinking like, how much do I want to hear Agent Smith like just broadcast a basketball game and just be like, Mr. Westbrook passes it out to Mr. Harden. Mr. Harden hits the three. Like, I just want that. I don't know. Yes, you want that. So you do want that. Like for me, it's Agent Smith. I just yeah, yeah. I want that voice saying what's like that dry, dry voice telling me what's going on in a sporting event. That's what I want. I, th- there'd be great conversations from Descartes, but I feel like I would almost tune them out because they would be too deep for a sporting event for me. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I want to hear that. I want and, it. And yeah. yeah, like Descartes, he's going to pull you out of the game. Because you're going to start yeah. thinking about what he's talking about, and you're not really going to be paying attention to the game anymore, right? But Agent Smith, he's going to be, he's going to be saying it straight up, and like one of my favorite things in the Matrix is listening to that dude talk, and he's not totally. saying anything interesting; he's just saying his lines. But the way he's delivering them, I want to hear more of it. So yes, yeah. thank you, Dean. I'm with you 100. percent Agent Smith. Yeah. I want to hear Descartes on like some sort of special on some sort of player, you know, telling me his insights and what he's thinking while he's doing it. But I don't want to hear him actually on the broadcast. Agent Smith. All right. Well, we're on to round two, buddy. Here we go. 24 down to 12. Okay. Okay. All right. It's getting serious now. It's going to get real serious here. Okay. We're probably going to start uh, punching each other pretty soon. Fighting. Physical fighting. I'm making a fist already. I'm getting ready. Easier to have a rational conversation with. We got Agent Smith. He's doing hmm. this. What do you call it? The snake? The snake uh, The snake, snake draft. draft? He's doing the snake yeah, draft. Yeah, snake draft Agent Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Smith versus... Oh, goodness. Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek. Easier to have a rational conversation with. Huh. Uh, I I guess it depends Uh, on your definition of rational conversation, but I think it's Jean-Luc Picard because Agent Smith is just going to be single-minded and can never change what he's thinking. Like, he will never budge from it exactly what his point is where Hmm. i feel like picard could see your point of view if you needed it to get there well dean as a non-viewer of star trek my friend i think you just nailed it and i don't think we need to go any further okay cool excellent breakdown oh here's a a fun one better at being the other person Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be confusing. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be trippy. This could be really interesting. Okay, so better we, at being the other person. Okay, so we have the Spice Girls. Okay, <laughs> I love this one. Versus the Phantom Stranger. <laughs> okay, so are the Spice Girls better at being the Phantom Stranger, <laughs> or is the Phantom Stranger better at being the Spice Girls? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let me think about this for a second. I mean, it's really easy for me. I have a really easy answer. Well, I mean, basically the way to look at it is the Spice Girls have zero chance of being the Phantom Stranger in any way. Sure, I'm opposite. You're opposite? Okay, tell me. I'm opposite. Hit me with it. Okay, so it has to do with the comic 
Wicked and Divine. So this comic basically talks about how rock stars are actually gods. And they are only on this planet to inspire us. And then they're, they're, they have a, a flame that burns very f- hot, but very short. And all their, their, their whole point is just to inspire everyone else there. So the Spice Girls, maybe the Spice Girls were just one of these gods that was just put in place to inspire others. Where the Phantom Stranger is kind of a god. So I could already say that the Spice Girls may just be a type of being like the Phantom Stranger. And that's just from the comic wow, Wicked and Divine. <clears throat> wow, you're going way out there, buddy. You're going I'm way going out, out there. I'm going out there. But you give me how there. the Phantom Stranger could be the Spice Girls. Okay, I will. In um, f- I've got four words for you. Okay. And they're from the breakdown of the Phantom Stranger. Okay. Casts illusions. Reality manipulation. Phantom Stranger. Next. I mean, I liked where you... <laughs> I kind of liked where you're going there, but... Phantom no, Stranger, you're... he can he can pretend to be the Spice Girls, but the Spice Girls yeah. could not pretend to be the Phantom Stranger, right? No. I was trying to pull material from another comic, which... Which, Tim... That wasn't we in the... We have not covered... In talking back, so it's actually not canon for this competition. It was also not in the scenario, Dean. Wicked and Divine is not canon for this competition. No, and it was not. not part of the scenario, no. you're correct. If it said um Wicked and Divine in the scenario, I think right. you, I think you would have nailed it. I had an argument. I, I mean I at least had an argument. Right. Okay. All right. Um, oh, better to have as a kindergarten teacher. Cool. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Up against. Bullseye from the Dark Avengers. I don't want to be just sitting here and just sending Obi-Wan Kenobi through every single round without even thinking about it. But like, it's sure. obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is obviously him. And I, I agree with you. Like, let's not just send him through. Like, Bullseye would be able to to teach your child, your five-year-old, like yeah. these really great dexterity tools. Like, he could work with your kids on like, um, like uh, practicing... Um, um, targets and like hitting pressing things in the right like press this right in the middle or like throw throw a ball through a hoop like he could he could help your kid learn those types of skills but i mean really obi-wan kenobi is gonna sit down with your kids in a circle and he's gonna fucking like meditate with them and tell them like all these great things about being a good person and what's proper in the universe and like ultimately it's obi-wan kenobi obviously I think it's pretty obvious um, if we go with even just the character of Bullseye, like, is he even going to want to teach kids? Is he even going to think that that's worth his time? He might kill them I all. Don't. He might kill them all. Obi-Wan Kenobi will definitely think that teaching these kids is worth his time. He is definitely the better kindergarten teacher. Um, but yes, I don't just want to send him through and just... You know, you know, flash him through to the final. I know. I, I want to think about these things. Yeah, for sure. But he is the clear winner here. Yep. 
I want to give a quick recap. My head pull, bullseye is gone. My heart pull, Obi-Wan Kenobi is still there. And my gut pull, the sentry is gone. Dean, you, your gut, your heart, and your mind are all still in it. You have the Phantom nice. Stranger, Joe March, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're, nice. you're looking good here, buddy. I'm killing it, yeah. Next up. My- oh, sorry? I was just going to say, I can usually trust my gut as long as I don't have milk during the day. And I haven't had milk today, so <laughs> I'm good with my gut. Perfect. Okay. Better at keeping a journal. Oh, nice. I like these uh, situations, Tim. The scenarios. We have the Predator versus <laughs> Lieutenant Ellen Ripley. Well, uh, man, that's kind of not even fun. Again, yeah, again, we can just go Ripley and just move on. Unfortunately, yeah. the Predator falls. Does not keep a journal. Okay, so let's just... Well, I what's just a wanna, journal? I just want to give on, him... Let's back up a bit. Yeah, I want to give him all his due here because a journal could be different on his planet than it is on ours. Yeah, maybe his journal is his trophies. Okay, or he records audio files of humans maybe that's part of his journal too okay and ellen ripley she has a mental journal right well she literally leaves a captain's log and she always brings the information from the previous scenarios forward to the next yeah like group of people she's always saying like this is she's bringing always bringing her knowledge forward I think it's tough because we don't really know what a predator journal might look like. Like we'd almost have to assume that their journal is trophies or voice recordings, but we don't actually know that. But we we do know that Ripley does bring a journal of sorts forward. So it's like, I think she fits, you know, more in line with the question I yeah. w- I would be willing to repoll, but I I think like no. in the context of easily, the of the scenario, it's I think easily she Ripley. Um, I I think we've only covered one Predator movie and only covered one Alien movie at this point, and there's nothing in the Predator movie to make us think that that dude keeps a journal. No, I I agree. Um, I agree. I think I gotta go. Stretching. I gotta go Ripley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Better video game based on them. Oh, what a great scenario. <laughs> Joe March. <laughs> it's going to be rough. We, it's may, be rough we for... may have seen the end of Joe March. It's going to be rough for Joe. She, she needs a lot of help here. There is no video game I would ever want to play, oh, and I dude, love I'm, Joe I'm March. Sorry, I'm sorry. Versus Creature from the Creature from the Black Lagoon creature next yeah i'm sorry I, it's sorry, obviously buddy. creature like if you could just oh, think about so much a video game. i would love that i'd love to yeah. play that if you game. could just think of a creature video game based on his point of view i mean i think that would actually be amazing it because i be. think that movie is actually from his point of view i feel like when i'm watching that movie i'm feeling bad for him and that he just wants a friend um yeah point of view video game from the creature is 100% better than a point of view video game from Joe March. Um, yes. I I think it's really cool that Joe March made it through the first round both times we did this. 
I think so too. Thank you, Tim, for uh, putting her in there. And uh, she's a I, she's I, a survivor, dude. She's, she's a, survivor. a survivor. She makes it through. Yeah. This is our last question in round two. Okay. Wow. Who binges more on Netflix? Nice. Uncle Jesse from Full House. Interesting. Or Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. Wow. Oh my goodness. What a fucking matchup. These two guys cross paths. This is going to be tough. This is um, going to be tough. Because when both of these shows slash movies happened, there was no Netflix. So we have to kind of use our imaginations here of who would actually binge more on Netflix. Hmm. This is hard for me because they they're both go getters. They both want to like like Uncle Jesse is trying to make it as a musician. You know, he's got his motorcycle. He's got a lot of things he wants to do outside of the house. But he's stuck in the house. He's still stuck. But he's in the stuck house. in the house taking care of kids. Um, Jack Burton. From what I know of Jack Burton. I just I just don't think Jack Burton driving his big rig has a lot of opportunity to watch Netflix. Whereas Uncle right? Jesse is at a house while and while he has responsibilities, he has probably well now that I'm thinking about it, are we assuming that they both have Netflix? Because neither of them actually Tim, live in a time with Netflix. You've already made the point that solves it. And the point is that, does Jack Burton even have a fucking home? No, he's got a truck. He's got a truck. No, when but, is he sitting down and watching Netflix? But do do either of them even have Netflix? I guess, I guess we're assuming that, yes, they both have Netflix. The scenario yeah. is they both have Netflix. Which one of them watches more? Binges more. And you're right. I don't think Jack Burton, with his driving schedule watches as much netflix as uncle jesse would yeah i don't think so it pains me a little bit of course to see jack burton fall to netflix but it also joys me to see uncle jesse make of it course. through the second round. because of netflix yeah i think it's uncle jesse um i, I agree I even agree. even if we're talking just about who would care about being up with the shows, like the pop culture shows? I mean, Jack Burton doesn't give a shit about what is on TV, where Uncle Jesse kind of does. Uncle Jesse would need to know what's going on in pop culture. It's true. Okay, well, that's it. That's it, dude. We're down. How many we got left? We got six left. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. It's getting down there. It is getting down to it. This is the we sad have, time. We're getting dude, to the we end. Have, we have six left and all three of your choices are still in here. That's amazing. No, Joe March is gone. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, my heart. Two, my heart's two. gone, but I got the uh, the head and the gut. <laughs> Didn't have milk, so I got the gut. Okay. Who would you rather be trapped in an elevator with? Okay. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Okay, he's got that recorder. Or... Lieutenant Ellen Ripley. <sighs> Dude, I feel like Ripley's going to be smelly. I get that feeling from her. Smelly? 
smelly. She's always sweaty. She's always carrying big guns. She's always running around doing something. She's always nervous. Can you tell me? She's going to be smelly. Can you tell me what is, what do we want out of someone? Like, okay, so we're trapped in an elevator. What do we want out of the people in there? Someone who doesn't smell. Okay, great. But like, do we want someone to pass the time with us or do we want someone to get us out of this? Okay, so you're talking scenario. So stuck in an elevator. I was thinking like, more of like not like the elevator breaks down, but like you're just yeah. you're 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 spending those awkward you're just stuck few waiting. moments, yeah, going okay. through it with. Because Ripley's getting us out of there, right? But I'll tell you who else is getting us out of there. Picard. Picard. He's getting. He might be getting us out of there quicker, buddy. I'm just really thinking he, on this because I don't you, know. I don't you know have how a lot of Picard, Picard. Picard's getting us warped out of there. Interesting. Just, hey, hey very, uh, I'm stuck in the elevator with Dean. That is can very you, true. Can you beam us out? Okay, Captain. Here we go. Oh, here you guys go. You're at the bar. Okay, so number one, if we're talking about getting out of it, it's Picard. He can get us warped out of there. If we're talking about we can't get out of there and we just need to sit there and spend time with someone... I think it's Picard as well. Who don't you want to be stuck in an elevator with? I don't want to be stuck with, with Ripley. I know. I love Ripley, though. I don't feel like she's but got a she's lot of, like... she's not very nice. No. She, she's not going to have a lot of, like, nice or great things to talk about. Yeah. She's probably smelly. She's she, going to be like, I fucking told you we'd get stuck in this yeah, elevator. Yeah, yeah. This is all your fault for getting in it. Yep. Yeah. She's going to be like, do you know what happened on LV-426? And you're like, I, I know. need to get out of the elevator to warn people. I need to yeah. warn people. You're right. Okay. It pains me to my core, probably the most of any matchup, but it is Picard, who I know almost nothing about. I know. I know. I know it pains who, you, who, but don't. don't who fit. gets through past Ripley, who I absolutely love, main character of my favorite movie. Yes. Understandable. Don't feel bad. If Captain, I feel bad, Tim. <laughs> I feel very bad. Going forward, don't feel bad if Captain okay. Jean-Luc Picard beats any of your favorites, because it's possible. Okay. Okay. Okay, Tim. If Jean-Luc Picard wins this whole thing, yeah, you have to have me on your next Star Trek episode because I need to learn about this guy. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> will not commit to that will not have me on we'll the see. star trek episodes <laughs> we'll see buddy <laughs> okay listen captain jean-luc picard is through to the final oh the final three he's already right, in okay the final okay. we're doing a final three okay <laughs> who can't control their spending on amazon nice <laughs> okay we've got Phantom Stranger. Okay. Versus Uncle, Je Uncle Jesse from Full House. Uncle Jesse? Yeah. The Uncle Jesse's fucking going to buy everything. The he didn't, he the didn't Phantom have Stranger Amazon. doesn't give two shits about Amazon. Uncle no. Jesse would be all over Amazon. That guy doesn't would... Uncle Jesse have a guitar that's signed oh, by Elvis dude, or something? Dude. Like, Uncle Jesse would love El dude, Amazon. Uncle Jesse all day long is going to be buying stuff on Amazon. All like, day. Seriously, all day. He's going to buy... He's going to buy... Hair product? Hair product. Musical equipment. 
Yeah. Diapers. Yeah. Motorcycle parts. What the fuck else? Can... Well, there's got to be more. Hold on. Leather leather apparel. Leather apparel. He lives in that uh, that attic suite, right? So he's going to be buying a bunch of stuff for that, right? He's going to have to like buy couches for up there. You know, he might get new furniture up Ele- there. Electronics. Right? He live electronics? in like, Danny's attic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. Hundred uh, percent. He's going to be buying um, probably cooking utensils. Yeah. Right. He's got to cook for the family. Um, what else? He's taking the kids to school all the time. What, right. He's lunch, got the lunch, twins. Lunch pails. Yeah. Is that what you call them? Lunch uh, pails. Yeah. I mean, okay. Obviously, Uncle Jesse. It's Uncle Jesse. Dude, easily. what is going on? The Phantom Stranger doesn't even have an Amazon account. He doesn't care. He's he doesn't never care signed about that. up. He doesn't care. No. How is Uncle Jesse all the way to the final? That's insane. I don't know, but I love it. I actually don't know how I he guess. got there, but I, no I love idea. it. I'm gonna have to re-listen to this to figure this out. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Me too. Okay, our last scenario okay. to see who okay. goes into the final is who is a better drinking buddy. Okay, this could be good. Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh man. Versus. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, again, Tim, we can't just be like... No, I'm not. Obi-Wan, I'm not. I'm not. Dude, I'm not. I love them both. Yeah. I'm not. So I'm we got to really, really dissect this right now. So obviously, obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi is an incredible drinking buddy. Yeah. These stories that guy could tell you and just... I feel like the amount of beers that that guy can crush mm-hmm. is just up there. So let's try to think of the pros of Creature right now. Being a drinking buddy. Yes. Does not speak English. It's going to be tough. Mm, okay, but could probably like share his feelings with you in another way, right? Like I feel like in this Ooh. in this movie, we understood that the Creature was the good guy. Like he was not a bad guy. He was trying to like just make yes. contact and like yes. he only wanted to he was just curious, right? He wanted to make yeah. friends. And and you and I both understood that from Tim. just his 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 action. So you wouldn't know, you wouldn't talk to him, but you you guys would have like a rapport. You you on some level you'd understand what's going on, right? Yeah, you definitely hit it there. Um in that movie, we both feel like he just wants to reach out and have a friend. And sometimes it takes that person who is a little bit more um, guarded to have a couple drinks to like, you know, get them opened up and get them talking about their feelings. I think once Creature has a couple drinks, Creature has a couple drinks, he is going to open up and he's going to tell you exactly what he felt in all those situations when he got freaking shot by that spear gun or whatever when he's just going to tell you i didn't like that i didn't really like that i wasn't doing anything wrong and we are going to really have a good time with creature i think creature could be a good drinking buddy i hate to say this i hate to go this far but at the beginning of attack of the clones anakin and obi-wan are in a bar drinking together and obi-wan kenobi is all about business 
he is sending Anakin off to do something else, that's not a great drinking buddy. You want your drinking buddy to be sitting there, having a drink, enjoying what's going on, not thinking about work, right? Talking about life. Creature's going to talk about life with you. He's not going to talk about work. He's going to be like, like you said, oh, I got fucking speared today in the back and then it showed up in my stomach because uh, the effects in this movie are really bad, right? <laughs> so, right, right, right. Totally. I'm like, dude, Obi-Wan is my guy. I wanted him to go all the way. Better drinking buddy? I don't think Obi-Wan's going to be the guy who sits at the bar with you and drinks. Okay, so you're talking like Attack of the Clones. That's when it's real business for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, wait. The Obi-Wan Kenobi we're talking about is from the comic, right? Oh, it's from, uh, yes. I I did label it Star Wars Visionaries. So it's much much later than that. So that's a good point because... That's kind of when o- all that stuff's over with, and he might need exactly. someone to a little drink bit with. older Obi Wan Kenobi. So I'm trying to think of like the cantina scene in the in the Visionaries. He kills Maul. He just kills Maul yeah. for the second time, but gets rid of him for once and for once and for Maul. <laughs> nice, <laughs> thank you. Once and for Maul, and for he Maul. gets rid of him. So he might just Perfect. need to relax and have a couple of drinks. He might be ready to settle down. This is tough. I feel dude. like this is tough. Yeah, I feel like. So what do you think? He's like 50 years old, maybe in his 40s, maybe like I think I think 40s to 50s Maul or sorry, 40s to 50s Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think he's a good drinking buddy. Like, I think he's just down with telling you stories and he's just it'd be great. He's just his good self who's like on your side. Like when you tell him a story, he's like, that was totally the best story I've ever heard. Like he's. Okay. I don't know. You know what? I'm I'm sold because we got back to who the, the car- Obi-Wan Kenobi we're talking it's, it's, about. Yeah, we're talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Visionaries comic book. And in that comic book, like you said, it's later in his life. He's been protecting Luke for a while, young Luke. And Maul comes to find Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan kills Maul for a second time. And from, he did it. From there, is he's probably got like what? 15 20 years before he has to show up make make another appearance yeah he's got nothing but drinking time okay totally okay oh dude you sold me okay i'm going obi-wan yeah i was really with the creature there from the start i know you were and i'm really against having our two battles be won by qui-gon jinn and obi-wan kenobi i'm really against that tim Dude, i'm really against it but also it's it's might happen it's tough to beat a jedi it might happen. It's tough to be a Jedi. But it's a tough final three. So the way we did our last final three was we pulled out a scenario and all three characters and whoever was worse at it got eliminated. Then we pulled a new scenario for the last two. So we're going to do the same thing here. I love it. So, I mean, I think it was my idea, so I love it, but... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know what, Dean? It doesn't matter whose whose idea it was. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. But it was mine, and I love it. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Oh, dude. Better chance at talking their way out of a traffic ticket. You have. This is very similar to our one on the St. Patrick's Day episode. You have Captain Jean-Luc Picard, Uncle Jesse from Full House, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, so we're talking about the worst person right now 
who could talk their way out of a traffic ticket. The worst person is going to get eliminated. Okay, it's easy in my mind. What do you got? Um, In my mind, Captain Jean-Luc Picard is going to get eliminated. Because Same with me. He probably has no idea what a parking ticket is. Right. And Uncle Jesse is... He's just, always getting parking tickets. He's probably... He's, he's the traffic ticket king. He's always getting parking tickets. He's oozing with charisma. Yeah. That and, is his number one thing. So talking his way out of a parking ticket, I'm sure he's talked his way out of half of those that he's got. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi has fucking Jedi mind tricks. Like, I do not have to get a ticket right now. Done. He gets to carry on. Okay. Um, I do want to back up a bit here, though, because I feel like... For sure. I want to give everyone their due, for sure. Even though Picard doesn't know what a traffic ticket is, he's the captain of the biggest type of starship possible for Starfleet. Okay. It's gigantic. He's the captain of the biggest thing ever. So he doesn't just get that job for no reason, right? The guy knows how to talk. He's very diplomatic. He talks to alien species for a living. He like talks down hostile aliens from starting war with them. So I feel like because of that, even though he doesn't know what a traffic ticket is, he might be able to just talk his way out of it diplomatically. Okay, so you're just trying to say that like he might have the edge over Uncle Jesse who just talks his way out of normal things. Here here would be like, here would be my argument against Uncle Jesse is that Right. I f- maybe Uncle Jesse gets so many traffic tickets that he can no longer talk his way out of one because he's gotten so many and there's just like, Interesting. Uncle Jesse, look, come on. Come on, dude. You got Tim. you got four tickets this week. I can't let you go. Tim. Just, I'm just I don't know. I'm going to throw it I out like there. this angle because you know what? Um the police force does have those stats and i feel like uncle jesse does have a lot of tickets i get that feeling from him i get that so vibe. if a cop comes to his window to give him a ticket it really doesn't matter how much charisma he has when they look at his record they will just write him a ticket and give him a ticket i i, I, I mean just, i'm with I'm, you i'm getting the feeling that maybe if i look at myself as a police officer and yeah. I pull both of them over. You're, you know, here's the thing: you're pulling Uncle Jesse over on a motorcycle, right? You're, yep. you're probably pulling Jean Luc over in some sort of weird, like busted up car, if anything. Like if he's right. if he's made it to Earth, he's not driving like a Mercedes or a motorcycle. He's probably like hijacked some sort of Honda or some sort of like Hyundai or something like that, and he's just trying to make his way from point A to point B. Maybe he did it too fast. He'd be very apologetic. Because he doesn't want to cause any issues on that planet. And he's just trying to like diffuse the situation and probably has the verbal skills to do so. The only times I have ever gotten out of a traffic ticket were when I legitimately did not know why they pulled me over. I said, what is going on? Why did this happen? They told me what I did. I had no memory of doing it. I went through a red light, didn't even know what happened. Like I thought it was green. I was just on autopilot. And they let me off the ticket. I think if John Luke Picard gets pulled over and he's like, what is this? Why am I getting pulled over? And they're like, oh, you couldn't do that left turn. And he's like, oh, did not know about that at all. Sorry about that. Boom. They let him off. I'm with you. Uncle Jesse's out of here. Okay. 
As sad as that is, I agree. I think that it's was sad. the right decision. It's totally sad, but it's the right decision. He is out. It is John Luke Picard. Wow. What a final. In dude. the final. What a final. So Obi-Wan Kenobi is my heart. Nice. And your mind. Nice. Your head. I, I'm going to say, going into this, I'm going to try all ways to make Jean-Luc Picard win. Because I, I don't just want it to be two Jedis that win this. We love Star Wars. Dude. And it is probably obvious. But I don't know. I, I know almost nothing about Jean-Luc Picard. Look. But I want him to win. But we'll see. We're not pushing the Jedis through this. They're making it through no. on their own merit. Like this, this just shows you the skill and the quality of a Jedi. For sure. Like they're capable of maneuvering yeah. All situations, all scenarios. That's what makes them so great. That's what makes yeah. them like the peacekeepers of the galaxy, right? They have For skills sure. in all different areas. Yeah, we love them and all, but you and I are not trying to push them through, right? No. Uh, like we we are very surprised that uh, at the outcome of the, the St. Patrick's Day one. And, you know. For sure. Um, Obi-Wan was my heart pick, right? Like I, I didn't actually think he'd make it through. It's just, yeah. These are tough scenarios for a Jedi to make it through, but he made it through, so. This, and this is not favoritism at all. For sure. Something we didn't even mention on the St. Patrick's Day episode, Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber is green. St. Patrick's Day oh, is green. Yeah. Oh, great point. He won St. Patrick's Day with a green lightsaber. Oh, we goodness. didn't even mention it. How did we miss that? I know. And like, so that is oh. just when you look back on it, you're like, oh, yeah, Dude. obviously Qui-Gon Jinn wins the whole thing. He's got a green oh, lightsaber. Oh, man. Right? Shit. Yes, totally. Oh so man, I'm I wish thinking, we noticed that. I'm thinking Obi-Wan Kenobi has a blue. Blue is kind of an Easter color. That's an Easter egg color. So I'm just thinking he might he might do it. All right. Well, I think it sounds like we're both pulling for uh, Jean-Luc here. <laughs> we are pulling for Jean-Luc, okay. but Obi-Wan might just get it done. Well, there is one scenario left in the hat. All right. Let's hear it, Tim. Between Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise and Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the greatest Jedi Masters of all time, who does better living 100 years in the past? Now, 100 years ago was 1920. World War I had just ended. Prohibition begins. The NFL is established and the candy company Haribo is created in Germany. Good candies, by oh, the way. The best candies. Good candies. Delicious candies. Unfortunately, I don't think any of those things matter to either of these guys. Uh, who, so who does better who does better living one hundred years in the past? So I have one thought. You can be much smarter about it when it gets to your turn. But me right now, on my turn, Jean-Luc Picard, what I know of Star Trek is that is all taking place in the future. What I know of Star Wars is that is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be better in 1920 because he's from a long time ago. That's not very smart. I'm not saying it's very smart. That's just where my mind went to right away. Okay, I'm going to counter you here. Yes, please do. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi, 100 years ago, 
is the same as Obi-Wan Kenobi today. He is a Jedi doing the Jedi things. Mm -hmm. Now, there is an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Jean-Luc Picard is stuck in some sort of a weird scenario. I can't remember if it's like time travel or he's stuck in his own mind or something, but he's living the life of a farmer Hmm. in basically that era, like the 1930s or something. Like he's cultivating the land um, to produce food for his family. And it's one of the favorite times of his life. When he gets pulled out of it, he's almost sad that he got pulled out of it and he was actually a starship captain. Like he, he kind of longs for that life, like this simple life of like a farmer um, with a family. So I'm kind of leaning towards Jean-Luc for that reason. But the thing is, Obi-Wan, it's almost like he's timeless. Like he can live in any time. Right. Like, what, like, what does going back a hundred years do to him? It does nothing, right? He's still this like, yeah. I think we might need to pull a new one. I, I like you just like yeah, like you just said, he is the same as he will be a hundred years ago. Same he is now. Same he is a hundred years in the future. He will not change, and he is the greatest. And now you're saying Picard had like maybe the greatest time of his life being back a hundred years ago. I think we need to repull. Yeah, I don't. Can't. I don't actually have an answer on this one. No, so I'm good with a repull. Yeah, we can't call winner off that one. Okay, who would you rather meet? Who would I rather meet? Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's a Obi Wan fucking Kenobi for I know, me. I know it's so easy for me, but that's because I'm not a Star Trek fan. No, I know, but I'm. I am a Star Trek fan, and I would way rather beat Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, best two out of three. That's one for Obi-Wan. Okay. Here we go. We really want Jean-Luc to have a fighting chance here. Okay, most likely to forget their own birthday. Interesting. Probably I mean, Obi-Wan. Again, again, I think it's Obi-Wan Kenobi would forget his own birthday. I feel like there's so much shit yeah. that has happened to that guy. He had to cut off the legs and arms of his best friend how could you ever just like remember the the special day of your life like i feel like it doesn't matter to him he's gone through so much shit that he he'd be more likely to forget his birthday Mm -hmm. well everybody we tried our best to prevent a jedi from winning again but it happened they are excellent in all scenarios they're the best dean Thank you so much for joining again this week. Thank you, Tim. A lot of Thank fun. Thank you for putting this together. You're welcome. Qui-Gon Jinn was the, the winner of the St. Patrick's Day episode. Qui- uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the winner of the Easter episode. I feel like The Phantom Menace must be the best movie Dude. ever then because it has the Dude. only movie with the both of them in it. It's Master and Apprentice have won our challenges so amazing. far. Amazing! Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Damn. I feel like we have to cover the Phantom Menace now. We just have to slot it in now. Here, the next next time we do one of these battle royales, we're throwing in a Sith Lord. I love it. There has to be I a think Sith I know in that who. encounter. Oh, there I could think be. I know who. There could be many. There could be many. <laughs> don't don't say anything. No no impersonation. Okay. <laughs> I think I know who. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. 
la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.